0: Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. It's been an incredible journey through the book of Acts, but you know what? We're going to start to take a break. We've reached all the way through Acts chapter 12. I've loved preaching it. I've loved studying it. But for the next couple of months, as we march towards Easter and beyond, we're going to take what is a natural break. In the book of Acts because in chapter 13 on, we begin to see the gospel move out to the very ends of the earth. Where we've been so far, we've watched the gospel explode and expand in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. And we reach the very end of that in Acts chapter 12. And from 13 on, we'll pick back up in a few months of how the gospel reaches the very ends of the earth. Just as Jesus promised in Acts chapter 1. Verse 8. But I want to welcome you to March. And you know what March means, don't you? March Madness. How many of y'all ever heard the term March Madness, right? March means March Madness in so many different ways. It's when college basketball has their playoffs take place. You got basketball, you got brackets, you got betting, you got burgers, you got bragging rights, all taking place in this incredible month. By the name of Marches, but here's what I know. By, by the name of March Madness, here's what I know to be true. You ready? It isn't just March. It has a little bit of madness to us. You know, it's the truth. Is is it's April, May, June, and July madness. It's August, September, October madness. November, December, January, and February. Madness. You know, I think of this idea of what madness is all about. And here's what the madness is that I'm speaking of today. You ready? What is the madness? Our busyness. Hey, the madness that I'm speaking of this morning is the madness called busy. Here's where most of us are in life. You ready? Life is just too busy. Who has time to rest? with families and finals, with schools and schedules, with businesses to run and birthday parties to go to. Life is so busy. Who has time to rest? I began to think through that, and I thought, man, what is it that makes life so busy? Man, the work that we do, the work that we do. In fact, I went and I researched some of the weirdest jobs on the planet. Can I share some of them with you? You just kind of resonate with me this morning. Let me share with you I found. You ready? One of the top weird jobs is a professional sleeper where you are paid to sleep. Now real quick, point somebody out in the room that you know would do great at that, right? That's their calling, right? How do you get that gig? I want that job, right? Professional sleeper. I found this top five weirdest jobs on the planet. A professional mourner. Like, for all you drama queens and kings out there, there's a job for you, right? In the Middle East and in China, there are people, because let's just face it, not everybody's popular, who are paid to show up to funerals and to fake cry, right? I just, unbelievable. that's a weird job. Here's another job I found. You ready? Talk about perhaps the most boring job on planet Earth. It's... It's called a drying paint watcher. But listen, their job is for somebody to apply a coat of paint and until it's dry, they watch paint dry. You know what I would rather? The flu, right? It just sounds terribly boring. And last two here, this one, <laughs> I got a little bit of a sensitive gag reflex, okay? This, this one really triggers it, all right? dog food taster now listen I'm with you some of those bacon treats that they give dogs look pretty good but at the end of the day you don't try them right but there are people who are paid to taste dog food and here's the last one um weirdest jobs in the world a snake milker how many of y'all know you can milk a snake Man, I had no idea. I didn't even want to research that any further because it absolutely just freaked me out. Here's the deal. You ready? Man, we live in busy life, and we can find anything to be busy about even milking snakes. (laughs) Hey, according to the Greek legend, in ancient Athens, there was a man by the name of Storyteller by the name of Asa. And one day he was out playing some childish games with some children and and an Athenian man came up to Aesop and said man what are you doing wasting your time playing around with these silly games and Aesop then looked at the man who was a little bit critical and he picked up a bow and I want to say special thanks to my Chloe this is her Merida bow from Disney anyway he picked up a bow the story goes that he loosed the strings of that bow he put it on the ground and he said to the critical man, he said, answer me this riddle. Tell me what the unstrung bow implies. Well, the critical man looked for several moments at the, at the bow, but he had no way of answering Asap. And so Asap explained it this way. He says, you see, if you keep a bow always bent, it'll break Eventually. But if you let it go slack, it'll be more fit for use when you want it. You know, think about our busyness and how it keeps our lives so bent that at some point, here's the deal, something is going to break. In fact, marriages break amongst the busyness of our lives. Parenting relationships break. Our bodies break. Our minds break. Our joy breaks. Our priorities break. We stay so bent. By busy, things are breaking all around us. Hey, like the bow, our lives need some, some slack. And what is that, that slack? You ready? What is it that God prescribes? It is rest. Hey, listen to this. Rest makes us more fit for God to use us. And by rest, I mean more than just sleeping good, which is important. Oftentimes, we wear busy as a badge of honor on our chest when simply put, it is breaking us. And so in today's message, today's message is not a call to not be busy, not to be productive, or not to work hard. Hey, today's message for you and for me is an invitation for us to rest, but not during my message, okay? You stay away rest when you get home today. Hey, did you know that God does have an answer for your busyness and mine? The answer is rest. In fact, let's pull up God's prescription for rest or Sabbath in Scripture. Now, I'm going to use these words interchangeably, rest and Sabbath, because in the Hebrew, the language of the Old Testament, Sabbath means to cease or to rest. And so let's take a look at God's prescription. As you have your Bibles, take them to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, and I love this quote by Rick Warren, and he says this, you ready? The difference between blessed and stressed is rest. The difference between blessed and stressed is rest. Now, let's watch God's prescription here in Exodus chapter 20 beginning in verse 8. The Bible says this, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. This may sound familiar because it made God's top 10 list, right? Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. And on it you shall not do any work. Neither you nor your sons or daughters nor male or female servants nor your animals nor any foreigners who are residing in your towns. The Bible goes on and says, for in six days. Now watch, he's drawing on, Lord's drawing on his creation. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, the Bible says, and he made it holy. Hey, think of this thought, you ready? God rested. If you're taking notes this morning, I want you to write that in bold letters. God rested. Hey, by the way, this is number four of the Ten Commandments. And by the way, it has the longest description of any of the Ten Commandments. And here's the reason why, you ready? Because it is important. It is important. Now let's remember the context here, you ready? The people of God have been enslaved for generations at the hands of Pharaoh. For some 400 years, they had made bricks for this Egyptian Pharaoh. And here's what we know, you ready? It was seven days a week, 365 days a year. The people of God knew nothing of rest, only slavery. Only work. In fact, their value, their identity, in a nutshell, watch this, you ready? Their worth, let's see if I can get this, oh no, come on. Their worth was tied up in their work. You have the people of God whose very identity, whose value, whose worth was tied up into their work. Now, we find them in Exodus chapter 20. Now they're traveling through the wilderness. The destination is the promised land. God is going to lay out to them some ground rules for the people of Israel, what it takes to be his people. And let me also tell you what's important to know, that God would use Moses to write down the Genesis account during this season as well, setting the record straight for how God, created the heavens and the earth. In fact, let's read a part of Genesis, chapter 2, starting in verse 1. And here's what the Bible says. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. In verse 2, by the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that all that he had done. Again, we see it. God rested. Hey, can I share with you the greatest argument against your busyness and mine? God rested. God himself rested. I love this quote. Rest is a weapon given to us by God because the enemy hates it because he wants you and I busy, stressed, and occupied. Hey, but you don't understand, Pastor Anthony, I have a business that, hey, God rested. Hey, you don't understand. I've got four kids. Hear me. God rested. You don't understand. I've got a company that is that is growing. Hey, God rested. You don't understand. I got finals that are coming. God rested. And if you don't understand, I do. I'm a husband. I'm a dad of four incredibly amazing and young kids. I'm a pastor of a great and growing church. I'm a small business owner. Hear me, ready? I get it. I understand what it is to be busy. I understand what it is not to rest. But I want you to hear me, church. But God Rest it. God tells his people in Exodus chapter 20, you have known slavery. You have been so busy seven days a week, 365 days a year. You need me and hear me. You need rest. So if you're going to be my people, you are going to rest and hear me. This rest is a gift of God. And so a question arises in Exodus chapter 20 and Genesis chapter 2. But is the believer in Christ required then to observe the Exodus chapter 20, number four, the Sabbath law, which takes place sundown on Friday through sundown on Saturday? Are you and I beholden to such a law? 24 hours of nothing but rest, like many Jews still do today. You know, when I was in Israel on the Sabbath or the Sabbath, there were, you, you couldn't even press the buttons on the elevator. It was considered work. Everything was closed up. Is, is that what the believer ought to be a part of today, observing such Sabbath law? The, the short answer is this, no. The believer today in Christ is not bound by the letter of the law, but we are bound to the very heart of the law of God. And that is this, that every single one of us, we need rest. Consider Colossians chapter 2. Verse 16, Paul would write to the Colossian church and say this, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food or drink. He's talking about the Old Testament dietary laws. Or with regard to the festivals or a new moon, the feasts that God prescribed. And he says this, or a Sabbath. These are a shadow. I love this word. These are a shadow of the things to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. The shadow means this that the Sabbath in its ultimate goal all the way back in Exodus chapter 20 was to point us to Jesus. He is the substance of our faith. He points in the Sabbath points to him an everlasting rest that is only found in Jesus and Jesus alone. Not a day and not a period of time. And you know, here's the truth. We can experience a part of that rest here on earth in Christ but we will enjoy it fully forever with him in heaven. I love what title Jesus bears here in Mark chapter 7. The Bible says, Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man. Rest was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. You ready? Watch this, believer. Even Sundays are not a new Sabbath for the church our Sabbath is Jesus our rest is in him and not just on Saturdays and Sundays but every day and for all eternity and now with all this talk about rest I need to do something real quick and I need to throw out a quick apologetic a quick defense of work In Genesis chapter 2, so let's go back to the Genesis account. In verse 15, it says this, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. Watch this, to work it and to take care of it. Now, I want you to notice something. This in chapter 2 happens before sin even enters into the picture, before sin is established, right, in the garden. And it was determined by God, work was, to be good. Therefore, work is worthy of of his creation. Hear hear me, church. Work is important, necessary, but it is not everything. God created us to work, and not only to work, but to work hard, but not to worship at the altar of work. If you are physically able, our work is to the glory of God, to our good, In the good of those we take care of. Therefore, if you're at a good working age, and here's what I don't mean. I don't mean going and finding my four-year-old and putting her in a factory, right? And by the way, I don't mean for those of you guys who've reached an age and and, and a little bit in your elderly age and you're just no longer able to work. That's not what we're talking about. If you're at a good working age, if you are able-bodied and you do not work, you are missing out On God's design for your life. And sin is crouching at your door. And I'm not talking about periods where you're waiting for a job to open. Man, At least you're out there looking for work. I'm going to tell you, if you're not, sin is crouching at your door. (laughs) Hey, by the way, y'all know that not all work is compensated, don't you, mom? Hey, don't you, volunteers? So we're not just talking about compensation here. We're talking about work. I love this in Colossians 3.23. In fact, on my things to do list that I write out, I always include this verse. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord and not for human (laughs) masters. You ready? It's work hard to the glory of God. And I want you to hear me, church. Resting is not lazy. Resting is not a waste of time. In fact, for those who are lazy, who really do waste their time, I want you to hear me. Scripture promises us something that the lazy will never find rest. They will always be restless. Watch this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent, the very picture there, the soul of the worker is richly supplied. Now, I'm gonna tell you something whether you are a teenager, Through our senior adults, laziness and wasting of time was never God's design for you. So if you are lazy, if you are given to wasting time, I want to encourage you to repent of that sin and to do the work that God has called you to do for his glory and for your good. And So the question comes this morning, what does it look like to rest? Does that mean lying in bed all day? N- no, although naps are great and recommended, right? Trust me, as soon as I get home after lunch today, man, we're going to do everything we can. If we could try not to be outside, just to, to rest for just a little bit. Hey, does it look like a Netflix binge, right? Is that what rest is? Is just binging on Netflix or watching YouTube videos? Not, not necessarily, no. Is it going to Buddy's Barbecue on Saturday and eating all-you-can-eat ribs and getting there the minute they open and the minute they clo- to the minute they close? No, because my wife won't let me. Anyway, listen to me, you ready? And this is important for you guys to know. Resting is not indulging. Rather, it is enjoying Christ. Resting is not indulgence. It is enjoying Christ. It's enjoying his creation and companionship both with Jesus and with others. You know what's amazing? And jot this down. We even see Jesus do this in scriptures on the Sabbath in Mark chapter 2, John chapter 5, and in Matthew chapter 12. We see that Jesus was active on the Sabbath, we see Jesus hanging out with his close friends, the disciples, on the Sabbath. We see Jesus doing good things that he enjoyed, like healing and helping people on the Sabbath. Rest is not indulgence, it's enjoying Christ. I listened to a great message flying to the Dominican Republic a few months ago to meet my compassion child. And I listened to a great message from a pastor by the name of Pastor Robbie at Long Hollow. And crazy enough, that very day, he was on a flight that I was on. And I got a chance to meet him and thank him for this message on rest. And I wanted to draw from that some practical steps for you and I to rest out loud each week. How is it that you and I can rest out loud each week? And here's a couple of things that he offered. First of all. The R in rest stands for this. You ready? Retreat. Retreat. Get away with time for God. Silence and solitude. Luke chapter 5 verse 16. The Bible says this about Jesus. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Now listen, I know how hard this can be. Uh, Yesterday... My wife and I divided and conquered, right? She took the girls. I took Bennett. And he's that, he's that boy, year and a half years old. The minute he wakes up to the moment he goes to bed, he's running. I mean, physically just running, right? He's throwing stuff, knocking his sisters. It's just beautiful. I love these young boys, right? And so he, he was on me yesterday. So, man, we went out there. We, we, we rode on motorcycle. We sat on we just We did everything, right? We were just hanging out, doing guy stuff. Man, I thought... Man, I just, I need, I need to rest a little bit today. Well, then came his nap time, which, by the way, parents, isn't that the most blessed time of the year, right? Yes. Just nap time every day. And so you know what I did? I put him down for a nap. And I realized my house is empty for probably the next hour. So you know what I thought? Man, what do I want to do? Now, make sure TV was off. Man, I sat in my favorite chair. I began to read Scripture because, man, during my rest, my Sabbath, I love just reading Scripture talking to the Lord, and you know what? Before I knew it, by the end of that rest time, I was dead asleep. I mean, listen, that was carving out some time, some unexpected time that I would just simply retreat and rest. Here's what the E stands for. You ready? Enjoy. Enjoy. So not only do you retreat but you enjoy spending time with Christ and the things he has made. Hey, by the way, including the people he's blessed you with. Man, some of my rest from work is just spending some time with my wife. And that's some good rest for me. Even spending time with my kids is a good rest from the work that God has called me to do you know I like to do I like to go hiking I like to go riding on a a motorcycle I, I like to just ride around in my truck when it's too cold finding opportunities just to enjoy Christ to enjoy his creation and to rest in him you ready here's the S stop 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 Man, I can't emphasize this enough. Stop your normal activity. And it gives you time to remember that God is God and we are not. You know, as you carve out some time for rest, put down the phone. Nowhere in Scripture is that what God intended rest to be. Put, hey, I, I got to thinking about it. We're not on live stream, are we? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. You know what I got to thinking about? You and I can't even rest on the toilet. Think of it. The majority of text and posts and tags you get is from somebody sitting on toilet. We can't even rest in the bathroom. If we're on live stream, just cut that. Uh, we can't even rest in the... I should not have said... Anyway, stop. Put down the laptop. Put, the, put down the tools you work with all week. Break up with social media for a day. Take a break and rest from your work, your normal activities. In fact, you know what stopping does? It helps you and I recognize that we are not human doings. We are human beings. Rest reminds us that we are not human doings. We are are human beings. And you know what I believe for you and for me? You and I need to do a whole lot more being and a little less doing. And rest is how we get there. And here's the last one. You ready? It's a T. It's time. It's time. It also can mean talking. It's devoting time to conversing with God. But but not, and listen, I want to encourage you something. In your rest, spend time with Jesus. Talk with Jesus, but don't speak the whole time. Let him speak to you too, Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that he is God. I'm going to tell you what, rest ought to incorporate some time and some talking with Jesus. Because remember this, he is our forever rest. He He is our Sabbath. He is our forever rest. I love this too, you ready? Here's what you ought to do at some point today. Create two lists. On one side, put life draining. On the other side, put life giving. And on the life draining side, man, just write out the things that your normal activities that are life draining. And by the way, they could be pretty good things. Right? Hey, mom, sometimes your kids are a little life draining, aren't they? A little. (laughs) Hey, sometimes your work, and listen, I'm in ministry and I love my work. I'm passionate about my work. But sometimes ministry is life draining. Sometimes your job is. And they're all good things, but that's okay. Write out a list of things that are life training. and you ready? Don't do these things for the time you carve out for rest. For instance, yesterday I was working a, a little bit on, on my motorcycle and, and I got to work with my hands. You know what I do all week? I work with my mind. And so part of my rest yesterday was getting out there and, and working with my hands a little. It's just so re- relaxing and, and so therapeutic for me. Get away from those things that are life-draining. And here's what you do on this side. You ready? You start writing out things that are life-giving. Let me tell you what I would put here at the top. Just spending time with Jesus is my, and listen, that's not the church answer or the pastor answer. There's nothing more resting to me than that. Spending time with my wife. Shockingly enough, spending four minutes with my kids, right? Not more than that, but spending time with my kids. And riding around in my truck singing some worship songs. And so what you do is, as you go, God, you know, I'm going to rest more in you. You start doing things in that rest time off this list. I love going hiking. Man, maybe that falls in this list as well for you. Hear me, you ready? Rest is not an invitation for you and I to indulge, but to enjoy Christ. So here's my last three challenges to you. Ready? Rest doesn't just happen. So here's what you and I have to do. You ready? We got to plan rest. You know what I always say? Somebody will come to me and say, hey, man, I'd love to do lunch with you sometime. Listen, we're not doing it unless it gets on the calendar. Because, man, something will always come up. And so when it comes to our rest, we need to realize that rest doesn't just happen. You and I must plan rest because, trust me, it never will just happen. So here's what you do. You plan a time. Start small if you have no rest in your life. Plan what your rest looks like Physically. Emotionally and spiritually. And hey, can I challenge you in this? Don't be legalistic with it. Life happens. When it does, schedule in another time for you to rest. But make it a priority. You ready? Not only to plan rest, but rest with a purpose. Rest on purpose. God rested on purpose. And I want you to hear me. I'm at my best physically, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually on the other side. Of rest. My purpose in rest is not to indulge, but to enjoy Christ, his creation, and companionship. And here's the last thing. You ready? Last challenge. Rest assured. Rest assured. And here's how you do that. You ready? You and I can rest assured that God's got this. You know what it's doing? It's unstringing a life that is bent by busyness. Finding some slack so that you and I can better know God and be used of God. Hey, if you're tired,
1: take time to
0: rest. If you're irritable, grow in your intimacy with Christ through rest. If you are worn, worship Christ by resting. If you are overwhelmed, open your schedule to rest. If you are busy, you're ready to give up. Instead, Give in to Christ and rest. I ran across a story that I love. And this old boy challenged another guy to a contest. contest was simple. It's a wood chopping contest to see who by the end of the day could chop more wood. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how my axe got so dirty, but I'm so glad it does. It actually makes it look like I used it. Um, but he challenged him to this competition, wood chopping all day. Who can chop the most wood? Well, the story goes like this: that they began this challenge, one man against another. Well, as the challenge went on, the challenger realized that the other guy had taken a little bit of a break. Now, the challenger, he had taken a real quick lunch break that day, and that was it. He was busy taking care of chopping wood. Whereas the guy who challenged him often took breaks. He noticed that every time he checked in on him, that he was on a lunch break or some other type of break. Well, the day had come to an end, and the challenger was, was absolutely surprised when the tally came in, and the guy who had rested so much had won the day and had chopped the most wood. And he questioned him. He said this, he said, I don't get it. Every time I checked in on you, you seemingly were taking a rest, and yet you chopped more wood than I. And here's what the woodsman answered. He said, but what you didn't notice is that while I was resting, I was sharpening my ax. That's how I won today. You know what's amazing about rest? Is Rest allows you and I to sharpen who we are in Christ What we have in him it allows us to win at what Christ has called and created us to do you ready? Here's what busy does it makes us dull busy never wins and Busy doesn't have to define us. So here's my challenge believer. You ready? It's simple. It's not a touching story. It's not a a wild moment in a service, but my invitation to you actually isn't mine at all. It comes from the very one who loves you more than anybody, the very Lord of the Sabbath and rest. Hey believer, you ready? Come to Jesus. All you who are weary and burdened, and the Bible says this, that he will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, Jesus says. And by the way, a yoke is an agricultural term. It means this, leaking two or more animals together for greater strength. See the picture? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Believer, you got to rest in Jesus before things continue to break in your life. Work hard, believer but rest, let's turn around the madness of busy today. Plan rest, rest on purpose, and rest assured that God's got this. Now we are in a season of March Madness, but hear me church, it doesn't have to be that way for you in Christ. The invitation is simply clear even for the believer. Come to Jesus and find rest. But Maybe you're here, And you don't have a relationship with Jesus. In fact, you've never come to Him by faith. You might know pockets of rest on this life, on this planet. But hear me, you will not know rest in eternity apart from Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. Would you come to Him today by faith? Place your faith and your trust in Him. And let Him give rest the forgiveness of our sin the hope that we have in him oh listen there's no rest like that rest right there let's pray together can we thank you again for checking out our podcast be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services if you'd like to give to support our ministry you can do that at our website that's connectchurchpf.com hope you enjoyed and have a great week